we said. The Press Box. Looky here, we made it to Friday inside the Press Box. And Mike Grace from my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers here to offer you up the Press Box podcast, a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama. Want to find out where? Visit the Press Box, pressboxradio.com. Check the affiliates page, find the station nearest you. On the episodes page, you can hear the show on demand, hour by hour, all the way back to the very first hour of the program, or simply press the listen button to hear the Press Box anytime, 24-7, online at pressboxradio.com. Now to today's podcast ahead of the Alabama trip to Mississippi State this weekend. For a scouting report, we went to the Bulldogs' former quarterback and now analyst for the MSU Bulldog Sports Network. He's Matt Wyatt, and we asked him if he's ready for Alabama and Mississippi State. Man, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I'm ready. You know, it's one of those where we've been, you know, previewing this game hot and heavy for what, going on five days now? And boy, you're just ready to see the ball game. <laughs> I'm ready to see it happen. Yeah. And Matt, tell me, how much differently in your state is Alabama perceived today after losing in College Station on Saturday? Well, yeah, Chris, it's different. I mean, it definitely is. And and perception is the right word to go with there um, because, I mean, you know, the reality is Alabama had a lead in the fourth quarter and was fixing to win that game and, and Frank and didn't make a couple of plays. A&M made a couple. It was pretty close, you know. Uh, that's the reality. Uh, also, the reality is Alabama's roster in terms of talent, four and five stars, is on one side of the Grand Canyon and we're over here on the other. Okay, that's the reality. But perception, yeah, because what it is is like you think that a program is invincible and then you see that they're not, okay? And then it's juxtaposed right up against, Chris, the fact that the week before that, State went into that same building against that same team and beat them, right? So you get these, you get this week-to-week contrast and people think, you know what, hey – they're, they're beatable. They just lost, right? So, yeah, I mean, the perception is a little different. Um, but it's not – I think for for State's fan base, it's not quite like some of the other fan bases in that some of the others have recently beaten Alabama. <laughs> you know, you look at Ole Miss, for instance. They, they beat them a couple times in 14 and 15. You know, you look at um, – <clears throat> Auburn, they've had a few times they beat them. Well, State hasn't. State has not beaten Alabama since 2007, which happened to be, frankly, uh, the last time that Alabama lost back-to-back regular season games. It was all the way back in 07. And so you do – there's a little bit of hope there, but you also – they call my radio show and say it. We had a guy call in and say it yesterday. He said, I'll be there screaming and yelling, ringing a cowbell. He said, but I don't really believe we can beat Alabama until I see it. You know, so frankly, that's how some of these people feel. <clears throat> it's understandable they would, but I'm going to, I'm going to guess that most people listening in our, on our show today are very, very similar to me in that they know Mississippi state beat A&M, but they don't know how. So now that becomes relative. So how did you beat A&M? Well, yeah, and that that's the key thing, okay? And this is, Chris, when you really start diving into the tape, this is the thing that I think Alabama's going to come in there with a great deal of respect for Mississippi State. 
is why I'm about the way I'm about to answer your question okay. is state won the state won the line of scrimmage against them. Right. Okay. Listen, it's, you know, it's an air raid deal and that gives you a certain connotation in your head. The offense is sort of a ball control passing offense is what it is. Okay. And so, no, they don't run it a lot, but there's a lot of extended handoff stuff. And so look at it this way on the offensive side, I think A&M had maybe two sacks in the ball game. One of those was the last play of the half when Will was thinking about throwing a Hail Mary. I mean, the guy basically didn't get his unit. The quarterback didn't get his uniform dirty, except he, he scrambled one time and slid for a first down. You know, it's like the only time he got a grass stain on his uniform all night. A&M couldn't get to him. Uh, State's offensive line has gotten better and better and better. State has a left tackle who is a projected first-round pick in Charles Cross. He's the only five-star on your whole football team, okay? But he's playing really well. And so you won the line of scrimmage on one side against A&M. And then on the other side, A&M did run the ball for some yards, but they couldn't string it together. State might give up a play on a defensive front, but then two plays later they um, crush the line of scrimmage and go get a sack. You know, I think they sacked Calzada like four or five times in the game, pressured him all night. And when you looked up at the end of the game, State's defense gave up less than 300 yards of offense to A&M. So, physically, State's first 11 on both sides of the ball are playing really well, really tough. They don't have the depth of an Alabama or an A&M. But I think that's the reason that Alabama will have respect for State is that it wasn't a gimmick the way they won the ball game. You just said physically they're top 11 on both sides of the ball. To me, when you think of Mississippi State from an Alabama perspective, you always think about State's physicality. I know you throw it a lot, but can they still line up and whip you and beat you to death? Because that has been the trademark to me of this rivalry over the years. Yeah, it has. You know, Chris, um, that's the perfect observation because that has been the, the deal over the years. And when State has played with Alabama and then historically go back way back and beat them a few times, it's because physically they've been able to, you know, go toe to toe with Alabama. State has never and, and won't in the foreseeable have a second and third string like Alabama will get off the bus, but you can only put 11 on the field at a time, right? Yep. And so that's the key. That's the key. And so, yeah, um, defensively, you'll see uh, a pressure, aggressive look, a very risky approach. It's not quite like Joe Lee Dunn was back in the day, but it ain't (laughs) far from it, the way that Zach Arnett plays defense. Uh, Listen, it's uh, since he got there, their approach is we're going to play the run. And we're going to play the run on the way to the quarterback, which means our corners live on an island, which, by the way, State has two really good corners who are going to play a lot of NFL football if they're healthy. And they put them on an island. And they say, we're coming after you. And everybody knows it. And right now, State's defense is one of three in the league that are giving up less than 100 yards rushing a game. Um, And they will give that quarterback – opportunities to throw against pressure against man-to-man and if you hit it they'll shake your hand and congratulate you after the game give me a prime example last year with 47 guys on the bus state went to georgia 
in Athens. They held Georgia to eight yards rushing in the game. But JT Daniels, in spite of getting hit all night long, completed about five long throws, threw for 400 yards, and Georgia won the game 27-21. And frankly, that's the way they're going to play on defense. They're coming after you. Matt Wyatt, our guest, of course, color analyst on the Mississippi State Radio Network. You can also hear him in Jackson on weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN, The Zone. And you find him online at mattwyattmedia.com. Tell me what you see as a, as a former quarterback, as a guy who still studies that position so much. What are your thoughts on Bryce Young midway through year one as the starter in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, really impressed. You know, he's obviously so talented and so smooth. Um, what I see is a, a couple things here. I'll knock off a bullet list for you, Chris. All right, so he has this accuracy uh, aspect that you're either born with it or you're not sort of thing. You know, just innate accuracy. You know, he puts the ball on the money. And he's a freshman. I know not every throw is perfect, but he has that. He has a Tua sort of natural accuracy and anticipation of throws. You don't see him getting the ball out late very much, okay? So he has that. But he's really elusive, too, when he has to be. That's the thing to me. He's, he's cool, calm, and the kind of athlete that he can make that work for him. And he's very fast. And when he has to move and get off the spot, he can still throw the ball accurately. You see a lot of quarterbacks, they're good if they're in the pocket and their feet are right. But even like Calzada for A and M, if you get his if you can get his feet out of position, he'll he'll sail a throw or two. Well, um, Bryce Young is accurate regardless. He's almost like a combination to me of like if you were to combine a Jalen Hurts and a Tua. That's kind of you've got like the feet of Hurts and the arm of Tua. It, he's just really got a tremendous future ahead of him. And listen. They haven't protected him that well. That's the thing for me is, you know, if that front starts playing better, he's going to light everybody up. I can just see it. It's just like you watch him against A&M. They didn't didn't protect him that well. He's having to move around. He's getting stacked on third down because, you know, protection getting confused. And he still goes and gets them the lead in the fourth quarter. You know, I I honestly couldn't be more impressed with him as a first-year starter. Mike does a phenomenal job for JD and I each day putting together some notes and occasionally our stupid selves will get around to reading them. But one that he's got for me today, Bulldogs are just seven points from being five and oh, the two point loss at Memphis, goofy, stupid game. Shouldn't have gone, should have gone their way. Uh, three points short against LSU. You wonder now how you, how you lose to LSU. We know how they're talented, but, they, they'll fall apart uh, with the change of wind direction as well. It seems to me that historically, those two games are indicative of what Mike Leach teams can be at their worst. But, dadgummit, I'm scared to death because what Mike Leach teams can be at their best is what's coming up on Saturday in, in Starkville. Why is he so good in the big games when his teams are underdogs? That is a great question because it really is true. I mean, like we came into the year going, Hey, look, Mike Leach teams, a lot of times they'll, they'll lose to somebody they're not supposed to, but then they'll turn around and beat somebody they're not supposed to. Right. I mean, and you look at this year, Chris, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of 
expounding on your lead-in before answering. I realize that, but <clears throat> State pretty much dominated NC State, who turns around beats Clemson. You know, and in that game, you look at the final score of that game. NC State was really never even in it. State just whipped them. You know, and then State goes to A and M, and 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 uh, wins that ball game and, and had more than one chance in the fourth quarter to just put it away, frankly. But And then you got losses in between to Memphis and LSU in both games. State had times where they just controlled it. And then you look at them and go, well, how did they lose this game? You know, how in the world do you? So we've seen it happen, right. And you're asking me, like, how and why? I, I don't know if I have a definitive answer, but I have one thing I keep thinking about, and it's what I see on film – when you watch how defenses play this offense, Chris, teams are treating his offense kind of like a one-off. Like it's the one time this year we're going to play defense this particular way, and it has everything to do with their scheme on offense. You know, uh, a an example of that, but a, a very different example would be like when teams used to play Georgia Tech under Coach Johnson, uh, 2010, 11, 12, when they were running that triple option and they're the only team in the country to do it, right? And yeah. if you were playing them, it was the one week out of the year you had to practice differently on defense. It was the one week out of the year where you had to play a different defensive scheme than you would against everybody else. And that's what we're seeing teams do. Um, LSU is a four-down defense. That's what they are. That's what they've been against everybody. But against State, they pretty much ran a three-man front most of the game, except a few snaps in the red zone. Same thing for A&M. A&M is primarily a four-man front with different personnel, but against State, they rush three all night. It's like these teams are going, we have no choice but to devote eight players to coverage most of the time. Um, so I think that's what it is. I think there are times when you take a really talented group of players, highly recruited at A&M and who knows where else, you know, LSU last year. And when they have to face this offense, they're practicing and doing stuff that it's the one time a year they're going to do it and they can't pull it off. And so I think that's why sometimes that happens. Matt, last couple of minutes we've, we've got with you. We, we talked Bryce Young and you actually talked a little bit about Will Rogers, but uh, he is, he's a quarterback who I think fits, from the outside looking in, kind of fits the personality of what Mike Leach wants at that spot. Tell me about him and what Alabama fans are going to see from the state QB on Saturday. Well, his development has been so fun to watch, especially as a former quarterback. And, you know, as a guy who, myself, has a great appreciation for anybody that can complete more than 50% of his passes (laughs) – yeah. To watch a guy to watch a guy complete seventy five and eighty percent every week is a lot of fun. Um, I put it this way, you know, he's six two, two oh five, two ten, son of a coach. They ran the air in high school. Will is the kind of guy who he's not gonna throw the ball farther than everybody. He's not gonna throw it harder than everybody. He's not gonna outrun anybody. But you don't wanna play him in ping pong because he'll beat you. You don't wanna play him in checkers because he'll beat you. Uh, you know, you don't want to debate him because he's smarter than you. That's the kind of guy he is, and he's just young, right? And it's starting to bloom a little bit for him in his offense. Um, 
and he's really he's 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 got a little bit of that 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 Bryce has in that he's just accurate with the ball. Now the only thing is when he gets moved off the spot, I guarantee you Alabama's coaches are saying that hey we may rush three, but if you can force him to move, you get him moved off the spot, his accuracy rate goes down a little bit. But if he's in that pocket, he's really accurate with the ball, and he's just building up his experience. He's a tough kid too. Team loves him. If they get him hurt, they're in trouble. But as long as he's healthy, he'll give them a chance. A 6 p.m. kick on ESPN for Mississippi State and Alabama. Matt Wyatt, our guest, will be on the Mississippi State call of that on the Bulldog Sports Network. And, of course, our Chris Stewart, part of the Crimson Tide Sports Network broadcast, comes Saturday night. Alabama and Mississippi State. Appreciate Matt Wyatt joining us inside the press box. Hey, if you like what you hear and want to help us out, a couple things you can do. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate, review us, and even better, share us with a friend. Tell them they can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever they find their favorite podcast. All they have to do is search for Press Box Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one for the Press Box Podcast. Hey, we're back Monday with a full recap of all the college football weekend. And our Braves, who will start their National League Championship Series this weekend. Check us out on Monday on great stations around the state of Alabama. We'll recap it all right here inside the Press Box.